everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. Grown-ups, did you know that the peregrine falcon can fly 200 miles an hour? Or the camels can survive two weeks without drinking water? Looking for a screen break for the kids in your life this holiday season? Take a trip to the far reaches of the globe with Flip and Mosey's guide on how to be an earthling and watch their eyes fill with wonder. There is so much to discover about the world and the amazing animals who inhabit it. Who better to show you a new perspective on the world than travel blogging aliens? Flip and Mosey are exploring Earth and meeting animals from all around the world. One of my favorite animals from last season was the paradise tree snake. This holiday taking an adventure is as simple as pressing play on an episode of Flip and Mosey's Guide to How to Be an Earthling. Listen to new episodes of How to Be an Earthling on Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It can be pretty tough to find a holiday gift that will keep your child excited long after the day they open it. With a KiwiCo subscription, you're giving so much more than a toy. They'll get a season of discovery and experiences delivered straight to their door. Each box is kid-approved by a crew of kid testers to ensure they're age-appropriate and seriously fun. My son received his robots encoding pack last week, and he loves it. He's literally spent hours programming the robots, solving the puzzles, and learning about the mechanics of it all. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to your door every month. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free at KiwiCo.com slash short stories. That's your first month free at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash short stories. What are you reading? asked Hanifa of her two cousins. Nayanu and her brother Musa looked up from the picture book they were enjoying. Just a new book, said Nayanu. Well, it's an old book, really. Come and see. Hanifa wriggled in close to Nayanu and gasped at the beautifully drawn picture of a forest scene. It was very colorful, with lots of detail to explore, including dinosaurs peering out from amongst the leaves, as well as other creatures waiting to be discovered. I've not seen this one before, commented Hanifa. We just got it, grinned Musa. On the Belgrave Road, continued Nianu. There was a box of old books outside a shop. The lady said we could have any one we wanted. For free, added Musa. It's beautiful, said Hanifa. How lucky. I can see a taiga, said Musa, pointing to where it hid under a broad leaf. But as they watched, something extraordinary happened. The taiga moved back into the shadows and out of sight. (gasps) Did you see that? whispered Nayanu in disbelief. It moved. I did, nodded Hanifa. It was right there, said Musa, leaning forward to tap the page with his finger. 
But instead of touching the paper, Musa found himself falling forward. Realizing what was happening, Nayanu grabbed her brother's arm, but she too was pulled forward, just as Hanifa grabbed her other hand. There was nothing to stop them. They were tumbling into the picture. The three of them landed with a gentle thump onto the ground, littered with dry leaves of yellow and orange. Are we in the book? asked Musa. It looks like it. The trees are the same bright colors. Listen to the squawks and squills, grinned Hanifa. What a lovely sound. I'm more worried about what we could see in the picture, said Nayanu. The dinosaurs, said Hanifa, clutching his fists tightly. And the tiger, Musa reminded them, just as the trees above them rustled. Something large was coming their way. None of them knew quite what to do. And so, rather than run and hide, the three of them just clutched one another as the large head of a dinosaur appeared above them. T-Rex! They all squilled together. Hearing the sound, the big dinosaur looked down at them and gave a little squeal of its own. Oh, yikes, humans, it said and ran away. Musa, Hanifa, and Nayanu looked at each other in wonder. Was that dinosaur afraid of us? asked Hanifa. I think it was, said Nayanu, but I can't think why. We're not very scary looking. Not really knowing where to go or what to do, the three of them found themselves following the path that the T-Rex had taken. It wasn't long until they came across a large orange monkey sat on a low branch. The monkey took one look at them and shrieked, Humans! before bounding away into the trees. Not long after, they had happened upon a unicorn. But as soon as it saw them, its eyes went wide. Wild beasts! it shouted before it turned tail and ran. In fact, every creature they came across appeared to be simply terrified of them. This is silly, complained Nayanu. We wouldn't hurt anybody, would we? Not me, said Hanifa. I love all animals. Me too, agreed Musa. They could hear crashing water up ahead and emerge from the trees at a tall cliff where a waterfall tumbled and splashed into a large pool. But that wasn't all that was there. The three of them seemed to have interrupted a meeting of all the creatures of the forest. Gathered before them were dinosaurs of all shapes and sizes, the monkey and the unicorn, the tiger, and many more, including crocodiles, hippos, snakes, bears, and even a bright blue little dragon. There they are, roared the tiger, sending all of the creatures backing away to the water's edge. I told you they were real, whimpered the T-Rex. Of course we're real, said Nayanu. We're just children. But you're human children, said an ostrich. Why is that so strange? asked Hanifa. Because humans aren't real, said the unicorn. You only find them in stories. That's not right, laughed Musa. See, I'm real. And he pulled up his t-shirt and poked his belly. Are you honestly saying you've never met a real human before? asked Nayanu as gently as possible. Never, said the T-Rex. What, none of you? asked Hanifa. All the creatures shook their head. We thought humans were just some sort of... began the unicorn, looking a bit embarrassed. 
Weird beasts? Finished Nayanu. All the creatures nodded. Well, I can assure you, said Nayanu softly, that we're not weird or scary or horrible. Yeah, said Musa. We're really nice when you get to know us. By now, the T-Rex was looking particularly uncomfortable. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, he said. That was very rude of me to behave like that. I should have taken the time to get to know you rather than act like I did. That's okay, said Hanifa kindly. We all make mistakes. Say, said a gorilla, you know what? We should make it up to the humans by having a party. A brilliant idea, said a stegosaurus. Will there be cake? asked an armadillo. And music. Oh, I like dancing, stated a panda. We'll help, insisted Nayanu, and so everyone there got to work. Soon, the space around the waterfall was transformed. The parrots and the monkeys had made colorful bunting from the most brightly colored of the leaves, while an elephant and a triceratops had carried several large logs to act as tables. A orangutan had showed Nayanu, Hanifa, and Musa how to weave long pieces of grass to make tablecloths, while the rest of the animals had busied themselves with the food. And now, at last, everything was ready. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four, said a penguin, and suddenly music filled the air, all played by an animal orchestra. All anyone wanted to do then was dance, and so that's exactly what they did. You're really good at dancing, said Musa to the T-Rex. Oh, thank you very much, replied the dinosaur, looking rather pleased with himself. You're pretty good yourself. High in the sky, the cotton candy clouds drifted away as the sun began to set. The stars sparkled and was soon joined by the bright round moon. It was time to eat and there was plenty to enjoy too. Sandwiches and samosas, pineapple chunks and cheesy chips, cakes and donuts, jellies and ice cream. This is delicious, said Hanifa, looking to fill her plate for a second time. I'm so glad you're enjoying it, said the unicorn. Then... A little while later, when everyone had eaten their fill, Nayanu gathered Musa and Hanifa together. I suppose we'd better work out how we're going to get home, she said reluctantly. Oh, whined Musa, do we have to? Yeah, do you have to? asked the T-Rex from nearby, just as the animal orchestra began playing again. Nayanu looked at Hanifa and Musa and smiled. Well, I suppose we could stay just a little bit longer. And you know what? They did. The end.